You're listening to the Strategically Podcast. I'm Tyler Collins. And I'm Brandon Collins. As we like to say, strategy is all about finding the best way to get from where you are to where you want to be. Head over to our website, Strategically, that's strategic.li, for more tools and content. But right now, you can join us for this casual conversation where we dive deep into the concepts behind thinking strategically in life, business, or whatever you care about. It's almost like we're saying there are two kinds of levels of success. There's one that is the relative level of success, meaning how do you rank against the world or against your industry Mm. or against other people who do the things that you do? And that's one level of success. So if you're take basketball, you know, if zero is like you've never picked up a basketball and number 10 is like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you know, and you're like a high school basketball player, you're what, like a three or, you know, a four or whatever. Yeah. Um, a one. Maybe. Like, yeah. But but if being a high then there's another kind of level of success, which is an internal level of success or a, or mm. a core level or a personal level of success, maybe is how I would say it. And maybe being a level four relative level of success, high school basketball player, but you enjoy playing basketball and you always yeah. have fun and you you like running around and working out and having fun and talking smack and then that level, that personal level of success is a level 10. You still get this level 10 joy from a level four relative level of success. I think that's a good, it's almost like there's two levels at play. Uh, and what we're not saying is like, be happy with not getting joy. We're saying defining your relative level of success and choosing it on purpose rather than yeah. letting it be chosen for you. Yes. Uh, then that will determine, help determine what joy you get and what your internal personal level of success will be from that relative level of success. Does that make sense how I kind of separated those? Yeah. And I think what, what the other thing that we're also saying is that the level, like the level of your joy, because that's, I think the thing that other, that people also don't think about is that we mm-hmm. make the end destination all about the levels of the level of success. And I think that's why you see quarter life crisis, midlife crisis, because you do, you attain a level of success and then realize you're not happy. And then yes. why did I do this? Well, that's you did right. it because you didn't realize that the actual goal, right, is your joy and fulfillment and happiness in your life. That's why you're doing that career. Yes. That's why and you're you assumed, doing Yes. You assumed that that level of success would be the would thing give that you brought that. you that joy yes, and you were wrong. Give you that, so, okay, yeah. I think that's a perfect segue to say, mm-hmm. uh, how does one go about starting this, this asking this question and answering this question? What should my, my relative level of success be? Should I be, should I try to be the best violinist in the world? Or should I just enjoy myself? Or should I be a YouTuber? Or should I, <laughs> should my yeah. business, my small business try to have a million in funds? Or should it, mm-hmm. should I try to go public? Uh, how, how do you begin, even begin to start answering that question? What, what are some big things you think? So I do think number one, um, I think number one is looking at other people who have achieved different levels of, of success and seeing what they, what did they have to do to get there? Um, and the, the, the example that I think about often is authors. Um, and I think about it because it was something that I considered was like, I really loved fiction, especially sci-fi and fantasy, of course. And I thought, man, I really would love to write. I wrote, I was always coming up with stories in my head. Um, and I thought, man, that would be great. Like that would be a great, in my mind, like that would bring me happiness, success. You know, if I could have success, like just get a novel published and, and write a great nonfiction, you know, fic- fiction, I said nonfiction, fiction book. <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, but then when I started like reading these, like how to write a book and I started reading how, you know, what, what is the daily grind that authors have to go through? I was like, Ooh, <laughs> that does not sound like fun to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even trying it myself, that was another thing I did. Like, um, actually start writing, you know, I wrote a cup, like, I don't know, four or five chapters. I think you read that of, of a, of a fiction book, a sci-fi book. And I, I honestly, I do think that like, I probably was good enough to do it. You know, like I, I, when I, when I read my work and I compared it to other people's work and I got feedback and like, obviously need a lot of work because I was new at it, you know, obviously. Sure. Um, but I realized like, now I have to do this for like a couple hundred times, a couple hundred mm. more times. Like I got to keep doing this over and over again. That's yeah. so the number one for me was like, do I want, does that really how I want to spend my life? Yes. Am I yes. really going to be like happy doing that over and over again? So I guess the way I'm seeing is like finding out, I, I think that success comes down to, and, and there's another, there's another great book, um, Atomic Habits. I forget the, I forget the author's name again, but that's another great book where you get, it really gets you down to brass tacks of like, what does it actually take to be successful? And at the end of the day, um, it, it's like doing the same thing over and over again consistently. That's what it takes. Mm. Um, and he, there's an interesting quote towards the end of that book where he interviewed an Olympic coach and he said, what's the most important quality that the best Olympic athletes have? And, and this is like just incredible. This is why it sticks out in my mind. The answer, the, his answer, they can do boring things. Mm. more than anybody else. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because that's what it takes. The and especially when you think about Olympic athletes, the level like the difference between gold and silver yeah. is yeah. microseconds. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's so minute. So that one extra rep that you put in that your competitor didn't put in is going to be the difference between yeah. gold and silver and bronze and, and you know, and bronze and yes. silver. And yeah. so that's what the coach was saying. Like you, you're going to have to do that thing over and 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 keep doing it. And it's going to be so boring, you know, in the beginning it's fun because it's mm. new and you're mastering it. But then once you've mastered it, just getting a little bit better, like 2% better or even 0.5% better. That's what leads to the gold medal rather than the silver medal. And, Cause everybody is, you know, practicing every day. Everybody mm. is putting in thousands of hours. So if you, It's like not about that anymore. You know, it's just about you doing that one thing just a little bit more, just a little bit better than somebody else. And I think what you said there is really important. I think because earlier you said, try, try it yourself. Look at what a level of success someone did, how they achieved it, and then try it yourself. But when you say try it, you're not talking about trying the fun, flashy thing that you exactly. think. Exactly. Yeah. You're talking about that boring, boring stuff. Thing. Like that's exactly what is what the I'm boring thing that it's going to take to be successful. Yeah. Um, and then do that. So like maybe yes. you're looking at an off a, a novel and or a, a, yeah, you're like the noveling thing, noveling, writing a novel thing. Like having writing a fun story is not what it is. Yeah. It's the daily thousand words and mm-hmm. you know grind. Yep. Or what's another one? Uh, like maybe a uh, basketball or a sports thing. Like, yeah, it's not playing the game. Yes. Playing the game is not the thing you do every exactly. day to get better. Yep. It's the one exercise or the one practice, you know, dribbling with your left hand or your right hand or the the hundredth free throw yes. or a three point shot you shoot. Yep. Or here's another perfect example going back to the fighting game thing. Like, um, there was a time where I was like, I'm really going to get better at this because I enjoy it, but I think I'll enjoy it more if I get better. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I tried and I practiced a lot, but what I realized as I watched, I, I did exactly what you said there. I, I mm-hmm. watched YouTube videos explaining people who are like the best in the world at yeah. this fighting game I played. Yep. 
they were like, these are some of the things I do. And it basically was like, um, so in fighting games, there's like combos and it's like you punch, then you jump, then you kick, and then you backflip to just the right place and you dodge at just the right moment. And, but to do all that, you have to have the timing perfect and you have to know exactly what button to push and they will practice combos. Those combos. They won't be fighting anyone. They'll just go into a practice with a dummy Mm. and just do that same button push repetition over again and, and again and, and again yeah. hundreds of times until yeah. it's so drilled in that they can do it without thinking and yep. then in a game when they need to use that combo they pull it out mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's what it's going to take for me to get to the next <laughs> level i'm not in- i'm just not yeah. interested in that yeah. you know so uh that's i think that's really well said uh to do the boring stuff to try yes. when we say try it out we're not yeah. saying the fun flashy what everyone sees but the boring stuff that 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 really is what makes you get successful, right? That absolutely that do the boring stuff and say, "Is this for me? Can I take this? Yeah, uh, can I handle this?" And, that's and even how that- much you know, even how much of that boring stuff can I do? You know, I, I yes. think what made what makes the best in the world is that they enjoy the mm. boring stuff, and you look at them and 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 you think that is so weird, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you like doing that? You know, whatever it might be in, in that field. Um, but that's what makes them great is that they're able to do that boring thing over and over again and they enjoy doing it, you know? Do you, they, think, do you think that's true or do you think that it's really more, uh, so earlier in the one of our previous sessions, we talked about like, are you willing, what price are you willing to pay? Yeah. What are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Is it more like that Olympic athlete are just they're so they are will get so much joy out of that the, gold the medal win, or yeah. the speed runner yeah. will get so much joy out of shaving that one second off that it's not that they would enjoy the monotonous task if that wasn't there but it, yeah they um they they enjoy the process because they are so in love with i don't know if that's <laughs> the right phrase but so mm-hmm. enamored with they'll be so enjoyed they think they'll be so yeah with I, the I, end product I think that this is just my, I don't have, I'm only 35, so I don't have that much life experience and I don't know of any studies. It would be interesting to see somebody do a study on this, but I don't know of any, maybe there are, um, that would really answer that question. So I'm just going to use my own personal experience, but I think that the, there, you can only go so far on the motivation of attaining that end goal. Mm. I think you can go far with that. Especially if you've done a good job at making it a very specific goal, very clear. Um, And there's a lot of studies about that. And, you know, it's pictured well in your mind. You, you know, you've almost experienced it before you've experienced Mm. it. The studies talk about that as well. You can go very far with that. I don't think you can go as far as Mm. you just love doing that thing over and over again. There's because I just think that there's a point where um, you will quit. Because it, 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 it takes energy to do those boring things, even mm-hmm. mental energy. And yeah. if you are able to do those boring things and it's not sapping your energy, it's actually giving you energy, that makes mm-hmm. you unstoppable. That makes you basically mm-hmm. invincible. And you look at the people who are the best in the world, um, that's normally the reason why. <laughs> yes, I mean, there yeah. could be other factors depending on, you know, I don't want to like make a blanket statement. There could be other factors, but I think that is the main factor. Um is that they're energized by those boring things that other people that drags other people down and makes them quit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have two examples of that that are true to what you're saying. Although I don't know if I agree. Like yeah, I, I, I would love to hear what your thoughts is on that. Well, so as you're talking, the two things that yeah. came to my mind were personal examples. So one at both of us that, that both of us sort of experienced. Mm-hmm. So the first one is 
uh, when did we write that Evernote book? Was that 10 years ago? 2012, so eight years ago. I thought it was, okay, eight years yeah. ago, 2012. So two, that, we mentioned this in like the first mm-hmm. episode. Session did, but, one, yeah. Um, a few years ago, 2012, um, you, Tyler, you were like, hey, uh, you should write a book and I'll yeah. market it for you. And I was like, okay, whatever, like, I guess. Um, but at the time I was like really getting into Evernote and I loved like organizing things and thinking through a system. And so I ended up writing a book about how to use and organize Evernote and like you get your whole life in Evernote. But the way that I did it was every night for about 30 minutes, I pulled out my iPad with a little keyboard and I just wrote like for 30 or 20 minutes on that topic. And it was not hard. I enjoyed because I enjoyed writing that every night. And before long, like after a month or two, I forget how long it took, but I ended up having thousands of words written and I had enjoyed all the boring steps, boring (laughs) steps along the way. Like that's the boring part of writing is sitting down every day and writing Mm -hmm. hundreds of words. But I was able to do it because the topic I enjoyed and I liked thinking and framing, you know, how would I coach someone into doing this? So that's one example that very much lines up with what you're saying. And that book ended up being very successful. So there's that. And the second example, and I don't know, maybe this is a poorer one, but I think of these sessions that we record, like Mm -hmm. we are doing the hard part of writing a book as we have these sessions. We're thinking the thoughts and writing the words. And, you know, yes, certainly later we're going to have to come back and fill some of this out. But like we both always say when we hang up on these streams, man, that was fun. Like, man, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I, we yeah. got to keep doing these streams because it's just, it's, there's something in it that we love. Yeah. Even though we're also working toward a book that's going to come out of this and a system and a process and tools, mm-hmm. you know, that's really not what's motivating us in this moment. Like, even if we never, you know, <laughs> put out a book, <laughs> yeah. I would still have We'd enjoyed still all love these doing times this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those are two examples that very much line up with what you said, that it is about loving the, actually doing the boring stuff that what most people find boring, if you love it, and I would definitely agree that that gives you a massive uh, advantage. advantage. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wonder if like, take the, take the guy practicing the combo in the, in the fighting game mm-hmm. for the hundredth time yeah. or Steph Curry shooting his hundredth three pointer every day. Like, does he really enjoy that? I don't know. Does he, is he glad that he's doing it every time he does it? Maybe, yeah. maybe I would, like, I'd be very curious. Like you said, I think it really would come down yeah. to like a study. And yeah. maybe there's different for every pe- everybody. Like mm. maybe one guy loves it and one guy doesn't. And maybe they both have similar levels of success, but it's just easier yeah. for him and he has more fun, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. That's a really interesting question. Yeah. And I don't, maybe you can't even answer that question because there's a lot of assumptions baked into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and how could, like, maybe it's not even possible to measure how far, it's almost like you'd have to take a step back and like, you'd have to measure motivation and, and mm-hmm. almost like mental energy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like how much mental energy do you get out of imagining yourself achieving a certain goal? Like how much does that motivate you versus- okay. How much does mental energy do you gain or does it motivate you to continue to do that boring thing over and over again and know you're slowly getting better at it or just doing it because you just like doing it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Could you ever even measure those two things? You know, that seems sure that seems impossible to me. But like, I feel like at the same time, having said that, whenever I hear people um, interviewed, you know the best in the world, so to speak. I'm always listening for them to say something like that. Like I'm listening for what is it that they're doing that's motivating them, you know? Mm. Um, And I feel like I've heard more often than not them say, I just love breaking down tape. You know, like I've heard Tom Brady interviewed and you'll Mm. hear him say that. 
Like, man, I just love in. The, it was the same with Peyton Manning. People would be like, yeah, every Monday morning, that dude was the first one breaking down tape and saying, you know, explain, telling what, everybody what, do you mean what they when did you wrong. Say breaking down tape. What does that mean? Uh, they watch the film of their games back and they uh, basically pick apart what they did right, what they did wrong, you know. Like the replays and yeah, like exactly. learn from it. Well, they, Got it. So it's not the same as watching the game because they have a different camera angles um, than, okay. than most people do. Um, they also now they have software too that can measure distances and all that oh, so to give them even more data. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. But that's a lot, a lot of, especially for quarterbacks of what mm-hmm. goes into success is though, because it's really actually when you get to the NFL level and I'm not an expert at this, I'm just telling you from what I've you know learned, but those guys physically probably aren't all that different. You know, Tom Brady is actually a perfect example where nobody ever thought he was going to be Mm. the greatest quarterback ever like he didn't have the arm you know he didn't have the speed he didn't didn't have the physical presence but i think what he had that maybe nobody else had was the love of doing that boring thing over and over again that was really the key to success yeah and i think it's so for the quarterback i think it is really comes down to like decision making and how quickly you can read a defense and make the right decision and then Mm -hmm. you know obviously physically you still got to make the throw um, that's obviously a part of it, but yeah. on the NFL level, you would say probably 99% of the guys have the physical ability to make the correct throw if they were able to, you know, make know what the, it was exactly quickly enough. Cause that's the other yeah. part too, is in the NFL, it's a lot about speed. The speed of the game increases so much. And that's why a lot of times you see guys going from college to NFL and they don't make it. It's not that he didn't have the physical capabilities necessarily, but probably the speed of the game, they couldn't make the decisions quick enough. So you, you think about that and you think, yeah, it's just a lot of like looking at the film on defenses, like in prep, in preparation for the game, looking at your mistakes and like, oh, I threw it there. But if I had just turned my head a quarter of degrees, I would have seen that guy wide open streaking down the sideline, you know, and you still got to make the throw. I'm not trying to take away from that, but it's making those reads. So just getting in the, you know, breaking that film down, doing it in your mind. Even I've seen a lot now. Um, this is actually really interesting is they'll have quarterbacks wear a VR headset and then they can simulate the play in real time. Hmm. So, and they can turn, you know, they, they can turn their hmm. heads so they know, cause that's a lot of it too, is you don't realize how much a helmet, I know we're getting a little deep yeah. on this, but how much a helmet actually breaks your field of vision. So even just like <laughs> turning your head in the right direction, because now you, if you turn your head like yeah. this, you blocked a, like a big amount of your vision and you might not see that that guy's open. When you watch it on TV, you're like, how did he miss that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all that to say, uh, I know I got really deep on that, but it's if I find it interesting. Um, all that to say, I do. I've heard that story so often mm. um, that I do think that that is the main thing. But could you ever prove it? Massive study, and I, even then, yeah. I don't even know <laughs> if you yeah, could prove that's it. So interesting. Yeah. Well, so I think that's a really excellent one. Is like finding out doing the research to figure out what's the boring thing that really leads to success, uh, the boring repetitious thing, and then trying that and seeing, Mm. are you capable of doing that? Do you enjoy doing that to the level you'd have to do? That's one excellent one. Um, Another one that I thought, so I've been thinking as you were talking, um, I was just thinking about organizations and I think absolutely there are also some equivalent things in organizations. Like is your organization, are is your team willing to uh you know do the thing like maybe it's a a working the system or working the process or maybe it's a a type of communication you know we're not gonna um 
yeah, I, I don't know how that how it would go. Or maybe it's a sales thing and it's like, are you willing <laughs> to track every call or to work this process? Because we know this process yeah. leads to success, but will you do that a hundred times and not be upset about it? You know, not be like, oh my gosh, I got to do this again. Um, and if not, like then that, that might not be for you. You might not be okay with that. Well, and so two I think that, that you didn't mention, but you have them here. And uh, I, I really like them. So I, I'm going to bring them up because you put them in here. <laughs> I'm going to steal your thunder. But what you said here, maybe you, ha- you have to fire someone uh, because, yeah. Do you want to jump in on that? Oh, so so actually I do. But I actually think that's a different thing. So I think because I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to answer the question yeah. or what we've been talking about. How do you define your level of success? Right. And so I think the first one is like, see the boring thing that other people do to be successful and try that and see if that's good for you. But I think the other one is to Mm -hmm. like reckon, like count the cost, like reckon with uh, the sacrifices you'll have to make. And I think you hit on that earlier as well. We both have a couple of times, but, you know, so maybe it's your family. You'll have less time to be with your family. Maybe it's you'll have less time to work on your health or less time to sleep. Uh, Or if you're an organization, again, going back to the organization, maybe it's like a certain kind of culture. Like maybe you want to be friends with all your fellow employees but if you want to achieve a high level Mm. of success as an organization that may not be possible you might have to really lean into that official i'm the boss and not i'm the boss but i'm the manager and i have to let you go because you're not performing well enough and like it doesn't matter that i like you and that i know you know you love this job but if our company is Mm -hmm. going to be as successful as it can be i need to put something high put a higher performer in that spot so counting the cost and and thinking in advance, am I willing to do that? Do I want to do that? Is that a thing that I'm okay with doing? Um, which I think is different than the first one. Does that make I'm sense? I'm not that's seeing I how it's different. Bit. <laughs> Personally, seems the same to me. Because that's not to do with, because it's less to do with the boring, like repetitive. Oh yeah, yeah. Do yeah. the thing that makes you good over and over. It's more to do with like, are you yes. willing to sacrifice the thing you'd have to sacrifice? Yeah. Which is a different mm-hmm. thing. So it's like, can you handle the boredom but then can you handle the sacrifice? So I think like those are both things that need to happen. Like, so it's almost like the negative and the positive. The positive is mm-hmm. like, here's what you'll be spending your time yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> watching tape, watching replays. Here's what you will have to give up in order to have that time. Uh, being with your yeah. friends and family. Are you willing to do both of those things? Are you willing to not do one and yep. do the other one? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So that that's kind of how I see them differently. Um, so I think those are two really great ones. And then another one that comes to my mind, you, and you actually kind of hit on it in the sports example too, mm. is straight up personal capacity. Like, so the quarterback yeah. example, you have to be able to make the yes. throw. Like I, I won't yep. be able to make those throws. Even if <laughs> yeah. I was the genius, you know, strategic NFL like quarterback, yeah. I wouldn't be able to put mm-hmm. the ball where it needs to go because my arm's not strong enough. So like there is a level of being realistic with your personal capacity. What are you capable of? Uh, not just physically, but mentally, uh, um, uh, personality wise, emotionally, um, what are, are there anything else that comes with, that comes to your mind when it comes to like, how, why would you pick the, a higher um, The other one that's coming to success? my mind is, and we really haven't touched on this a lot, which is interesting, but le- you want to leave a mark on the world. I, I guess I, that's how I would say it in. I think about this a lot in with your company, but I think it, it absolutely with personal as well. Like you might push for a higher level of success because you want to make a name for yourself or you want to leave a lasting legacy. That's probably a better way of saying it. That's a more positive way of saying it probably. Um, and that means a lot to you. You know, you want a lot of people to be crying at your funeral, so to speak. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that's why you're doing it, but you want to, you want sure. that to be true because you've impacted a lot of people because your company made the world a better mm-hmm. place, you know, because you personally helped 
X number of people. You know what I'm saying? It, maybe if you're a nonprofit, you you've you've cured a disease or you stopped a huge problem that's that's plaguing the world and and hurting lots of people. And you were the one that led the charge. You know, obviously you do it with the team. No one no one does anything alone, but you maybe led that charge. So I think that maybe we're discounting that um, a little bit. <laughs> but so I think that's another piece of it. Yeah. No, I don't think we are. I think that's mm-hmm. what you said. Cause we, that's really what we spent the first section of this session and, and, and talking about yeah. is what yeah. are you after? What are you personally after? Whether this is your life or your job, yeah. what's your purpose? You should have this. I think you wrote this. Uh, what is your purpose in this endeavor? Um, you know, are you, there's some great examples here. Like, are you trying to build the company up so you can sell it? Are you trying to start a nonprofit to solve a problem in the world? Uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons you get into doing something. Uh, are you trying mm-hmm. to be, you know, Tom Brady, the best quarterback in the world and be remembered for generations to come? <laughs> or are you just trying to make millions of dollars because you want to be rich? Like there's lots of different reasons. And those also weigh in along with the other things. I think we talked about it earlier, but we, it's a good time to talk about it again, which is to say, what's the minimum level of success you would need to do to achieve the thing that you are personally after? Uh, because yeah. why, why go past that if you've got what you wanted, right? Um, is that a good way of restating what I, you're saying? I think it is different. Um, how is it different? <laughs> uh, you, here's how I think it could be different. Um, I think it just changes your motivation. I I think I look at a lot of this in very motivation based ways. Um, you know, you like doing it. You like doing the boring thing. That's a motivator. You want to achieve a specific type of goal that this is similar to that in that you're trying to achieve a a specific goal, but in normally when you're trying to achieve a specific goal, like breaking a, a record, that is less about, yeah, it's, it's to, to be, to maybe show that, you know, I think about the guy who was first broke the five minute mile and, and everybody said it couldn't be done. Uh, four you know, minute and, mile. Yeah. Yeah. Four minute mile. Um, and yet now it's like a regular occurrence, you know? And, and so maybe there was a joy in just saying, see, it, it could be done. I did it, but there's something very different motivation, maybe, even though it seems similar in just saying, I'm doing this for the betterment of other people. I'm doing this for the betterment of mankind. I'm doing this to leave a lasting legacy to impact people. It's almost a higher level, maybe even spiritual level of success. And I'm not trying to say that's better or worse than, than other levels of success. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's worth going there, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's just different. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I still think that's like fundamentally, it's like, what the are same. you, what will give you joy from yeah. this endeavor personally? Is it the doing of the thing? Or is it the achieving of something yeah. bigger than the it thing? It is similar in that. It's just that the reward is different, you know? Whereas sure. the reward could be, I, Out- you know, I broke the record. The reward yes. is I helped a person. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's so, just, Well, I see it similar to like the speed running analogy we used before when you're playing a video game. Like one person playing a video game, they're doing it because the game is fun. Yeah. The speed is playing the video game to break yeah. the record. Yeah. Right. Or maybe so, they're doing it to you know, find a new hack in the game and, or find mm-hmm. a glitch. And that's what they love doing. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, actually no, because a lot of times those glitches and hacks are found by different people and just mm-hmm. utilized by speedrunners. So that's there. There's even another way to play the game. Like you're not even the one who breaks the record. You're the one who found the strategy that the person used to break the record. Yeah. Did you hear yeah. that loud crash? I in did. The something just crashed behind you. <laughs> yeah. Right? One of my kids just dropped something. <laughs> um, yeah, and I th- I think I want maybe we can wrap up there because I think this is 
uh, a good place to reconsider, which is don't discount. And I don't even want to say discount, like lean into what you're after. So like there's an analogy that you and I have talked about a few times that I, I think is good to, to land on. Maybe, you know, there's the Tom Brady's and LeBron James and who else is famous and successful, whatever, <laughs> fill in the blank, yeah. you know, Michael Phelps or whoever, like world <laughs> yeah. dominating people, uh, uh, um, Jeff Bezos and mm-hmm. Elon Musk's th- those people exist, and I'm sure that there's joy in their life, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that that level of success um, has brought them uh, life experience and satisfaction in some ways. But then the person we often talk about is our grandmother on our mom's side, mm-hmm. um, who, as far as I know, never had a full time job in her life. Uh, maybe briefly when she was younger, but was one of the warmest, kindest, loving people in our lives. Like, you know, obviously your parents love you, but like she was just (laughs) being there. You were at home. She loved she loved serving you and making you happy and bringing joy and doing your favorite thing. And and like, who's to say she didn't live just as good a life as Jeff Bezos or (laughs) Elon Musk. Right. And I don't. when I say good a life, like. Maybe that sounds weird to like compare those things, but like who's to say she didn't enjoy her life just as much as them, you know, because that's what she wanted and that's what she did. And she did an amazing job at it. And Mm -hmm. she impacted, you know, dozens of people instead of millions, but that's what she wants. Like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm being repetitive, but no, no. Like, I think you would say it's easy to look at Jeff Bezos and say he's like a level 10 in business and to look at our grandmother She's like a level 10 in care, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and obviously one has a lot more money and what you could say like, oh, well, he has way more success. But we look mm-hmm. at it and say, no, they both had the same level of success, just in different ways, different mm-hmm. areas. And, and it mm-hmm. lined up with who they were and what they wanted out of life and, and what gave them joy. And yeah. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And maybe even she had more joy than Jeff Bezos does. That's I mean, right. who knows? It's yeah. not like we've ever well, met him. <laughs> but that's what you hear with these these super successful yeah. people often yeah. is what they tell us is like, it actually sucked all my joy and, yeah. it, you know, the stress and all of that. Mm-hmm. And and then I don't want to maybe uh, make it a little broader. Like it, it doesn't just mean your personal life. Like the same thing could be applied to Uber, you know, the world famous explosion where they they call it a unicorn right because it like grew so fast and made billions of dollars but like who's to say that the ceo of uh some other like here's another here's the one i always think of is um the company that makes uh um Basecamp, which is an online like project management software they're like a small team Mm -hmm. they're growing steady and slow but like from what i see from the outside looking in everyone loves working there they love Mm -hmm. the project they're working on they make good money and I'm like, who's this? Like, why do you have to be Uber? Why can't you be that? Yeah. <laughs> or why can't you be the three person landscaping company that mm. is a, that it's all friends and they all work together and they love being together and yeah. they love the jobs they do. Like, mm. why is one better than another one? Right. Like, I think that's yeah. our point in, in all of this is like, don't let the stories, don't let the outside world, like you decide your level of success and, and then aim for that and then be strategic in seeking after that. You know, yeah. I think, I think that's the point. Yeah. And I think to, to, sort of end this discussion the other the other point that i would want to make too is it it's okay to pivot from your level of success it's very easy to fall into the trap of you know assuming a level of of success or even saying well i'm just gonna go for it i'm gonna go for number 10 and and then you start having to actually do it and i i know i do this a lot 
Um, I don't like to let myself quit on things. That's not who I am. I'm a very all in kind of person. So mm. it's very hard for me to pivot on those kinds of things. So I really have to talk to myself and say, no, that's okay because I've realized something about myself and that is that I don't want to be the best in the world at this thing or I don't <laughs> want to be a level 10 at this thing and that's okay. Yeah. But that's hard for me sometimes. And I yeah. think for high level achievers, for people, you know, maybe people who are listening to this who, you know, have accomplished a lot, it's hard to let yourself, mm. it feels like you're settling to choose a lower level of success, but mm-hmm. you're not. Um and you're I'm saying honest. that for myself. Yeah. yeah, you're being honest with yourself. Yes. And that's healthier. And it's better for your joy, better for your happiness in the long run. Yeah. Um, even though it is hard. Well, that's all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear the rest of this conversation, make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as they're released. You can also view this content along with visuals on our YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you on the next one.